Alright, so we've gone into my career as a ball boy with the Low Gators. It has been documented by ESPN. They refuse to release the tape. I'm working on it, actually. Yeah, please, please. I know you're heavy with lawyers. Please, let's get in there, get the tape out. Lawyers, the dark web. Okay, well, you know, tomato, tomato. (laughs) So, as a ball boy for the Low Gators, one of my favorite memories was uh, Rafer Alston was playing for the Mobile Revelers, which is a terrible name for a team. And they came to town, and I knew Rafer Alston was skipped in my loop from the N1 mixtape. I made a point prior to the game to go up to him and ask him to play me one-on-one. So I'm out there just, you know, we've talked about my resemblance to Irv Gotti previously, trying to hold down the greatest street baller of the annual mixtape tour. I can't recall how it ended, who won, but that was one of my favorite childhood memories and uh, probably the highlight of my ball boy career. Miku, what's going on? What's going on? Nothing much. I'm I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm excited for today's episode. You and me both mm-hmm. had a couple of, of heavy episodes that were good, but we're going to keep it a little bit lighter today, I believe, because mm-hmm. we were taken back yes, yes. with nostalgia with the ESPN 30 for 30 uh, on the N1 mixtape tour. Come through. <laughs> I'm excited because just like there's like a golden era of hip-hop, there's a golden era of hip-hop and basketball. And I think that I feel like the and one era was just that. That was the peak of everything. Yes, it felt like it. Convergence of like both unofficial and official basketball culture. Yeah, because that's actually a great description because I was thinking of how I would categorize uh, streetball to someone who wasn't familiar. Mm -hmm. And so you have... uh, Pickup ball, which mm-hmm. is you keep your own score, call your own calls. Okay. Then you've got organized ball, where you're going to have a ref and a scorekeeper. Ah. Street ball evolved from pickup, but it became more organized with the annual mixtape tour because they would go to arena to arena and play these legitimate games. They were leaning on some of the ball handling rules, but but you're right, like it was the perfect convergence of the two, and then you throw in the hip hop element. Uh, I know we've talked about the Fab Five a little bit before yeah. as well. Yes. And that that was the start to me of hip hop and basketball. Absolutely. And, and it kind of led to this moment. Yeah, I think I think anyone who's a fan of basketball like you and I and even my I, I'll throw my twin brother in there as well because that's how I consumed a lot of basketball. But but for real fans that grew up around the same time we did. That's exactly like I can follow those trends or those instances that you just enumerated, like whether it was the Fab Five. And how their style of dress, the shaved heads, the black sneakers, baggy the socks, shorts. the baggy shorts. Like these things were so important to like me being, I guess, captivated by basketball. But they also, they mark important parts of this history. Yeah. Definitely. And so so to see this and see these, and we'll talk about it later, but these, these basketball players who weren't top level players. No. But, but they, still, they were athletes. They were great athletes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and still reach a level of fame. And we're hoping financial success. They didn't oh, really get into that too much. At the end, it kind of, yeah. It didn't sound great. No, but, no, no. But to see them do that, the way they were doing it, uh, it, it really, 
it was it was just so much fun yeah. in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I would love to know because around this time I was back up in New Jersey. So I'd graduated uh from from high school here in Charleston and went back up to Jersey City, which is, you know, Hudson County, which is Stone Store from New York City. You were just you know, you were a middle school, a young middle schooler, <laughs> yeah. working through his yeah. mental health struggles, mm-hmm. but also a basketball fanatic. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> cue, cue the music. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get ready for the movie. <laughs> okay. what, what movie was that? That had the the faith sound, the faith song with Twister. That was um. Oh, Coach Carter. Yeah. Cue the Coach Carter music again. But no. But so I want to know more about your exposure. To if not directly with M one, but to that shift because yeah, AI was everywhere. You didn't have to be in the New York area or anything like that. But yeah, no. So you're right. So Allen Iverson, Trackmaster. Yo, check them out. It's the new A fives. You gotta rock them. They even put a zone in the league to try to stop them. He's the answer and the problem. You don't want it with the way that he was really the original. When I think of street cred basketball players being together, like that, that convergence there and. He was the guy, he had the cornrows, he had all the tattoos to the point to where they were airbrushed off of certain pictures and promo materials. That was wild. Like, think about that happening today. Come on. I mean, and then they make, I know it was a little, little later, but LeBron, then he had to cover up his tattoos. In tat- high school, he had to cover up his tattoos. For the ESPN televised game? Yeah. Yeah, that was, it was, yeah. It was it was interesting to see a high school player with tattoos. I will yeah, say that. That's true. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, I didn't want to take you away from, you know, making distinctions for people pick up basketball and everything like that. I want to make sure that I let you kind of hold this conversation down. So No, so because AI in the NBA was a good okay. example of that. Right. Because he came in, every, everybody remembers the cross of, of Jordan. <laughs> no, that he did do it. we? Yeah. Very quick move. He goes to left, his right, his left, his right, and he comes up with a jumper. Tell me about the little guy's crossover. Very quick. The animals evolved very well uh, with this crossover. Uh, they do allow him to you know, pick the ball up and carry it pretty high. Do we? So a big <laughs> thing about AI's game was everyone kept talking about he was carrying when he was doing a crossover. Oh, yeah. And that little herky-jerk move that he did, they were, this is illegal, blah, blah, blah. So... Oh, That's basically the premise of the annual mixtape tour was these moves weren't critiqued. They weren't criticized. They were no. encouraged. Like, right. do something wild. Throw the ball off somebody's head. <laughs> Put it in you your shirt. Crip walk <laughs> as you're dribbling. <laughs> Dribble with your knees. Like, just wild stuff that... that right. Clearly, like that would be called in a real game. Right, right. No, and we're still having a debate. I actually heard that debate. I've been hearing it or rather seeing it either on Twitter or I just been hearing people still talk about is like John Moran, I think. I think that yeah. they're going back and forth. But but that's a that's proof or that that's evidence of like handle skills, like that ball handling skill set that comes from the street ball, that comes from you know, the, the courtyards out there. Yeah, because it's still, you You have seen dribbling evolve through AI and more specifically, I think, through street ball. Yeah. At least that's what the argument they were making in the in the 30 for 30 was. Yeah. Where the moves, you had to make them effective and efficient for organized basketball, which right. in, involves making them legal as well. <laughs> but you do see the influence on right. a guy like a, like a John Moran or a Kyrie. Are you a stickler for that though? I don't like to see wild carries in the game, but I'm not going to... Like Bob Cousy, I picture Bob Cousy watching the game and just crying. This man's name's been invoked so many times. Fuck (laughs) Bob Cousy. But also, (laughs) also though, but okay, you said you don't like the really wild ones. Give an example. 
Ooh. Like who who might who might I know not LeBron. LeBron gets called like walks. People don't think he you know he travels a lot rather. But that's different. Yeah. But who's out here violating? Okay. Well, it's it not really an actual <laughs> dribble move. It's more to get into his shot. But the James Harden step back. Oh, I can't stand that shit. Like what? How many steps can you take? <laughs> like, That's what good. are you doing? What about his Euro? His Euro step oh, is good. Oh man, you know. <laughs> don't get me started on James Harden today because I got thoughts. Yeah. Um, so does so does all my people in Philly. Oh, I'm <laughs> so. I am sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so speaking of Philly, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about Allen Iverson, yep. but that's where a lot of the street ball mm-hmm. originated as well. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of the the guys that were in the the thirty for thirty, like AO, yeah, AO from Aaron Philly. Owens from Philly yep. with the Grots, yep, powerhouse up there that Rasheed Wallace went to. Oh and yeah. Then, All right, so we got uh, so Philly, Philly. I think a lot of New York. With okay. uh, you gotta say New York, yeah. yeah. So, so Rucker Park, right? Rucker's the Rucker is the big one right there. For me, of course, I was not at the Rucker. I was not, but I was. I guess the impact or influence reached me through apparel. And so, what was featured on the um, on the thirty for thirty was like Dr. J's. Me and my brother. That's where we did our our back to school shopping when we were little kids, and then growing up in Newark, New Jersey, which is very close to New York. Um, and Linden and all those places that were kind of mentioned in the tape in the special but that's where I would encounter the street ball culture was more so when we go shopping or we go to just go anywhere in that area yeah so what was it like <laughs> I know you said you weren't at the Rucker but no. did you attend any any games any tournaments or anything no I didn't not not in not in like college years definitely didn't do that in Jersey City that was different like so pick up games all the girls would be out there. Girls love going to pickup games. Like in the summer, that's one thing I do remember. Like girls love going out to pickup games, watching the cute boys play basketball, having them ask you to hold. That sounds like pressure. It, no, it's not. That's how to do. Not, not if you out there, you can ball. You got you, you. I've seen so many people bring their girl to a pickup game and completely. No, no, no. You no, no. Terrible. Okay, I'm so sorry. I forgot that you were prim and proper. No, no, no. no. You just mack it. So you're crazy cool. You might be dirty, oh, Mac. It's not their girl. Nah, okay. it might okay. be the jump off. It might be, no, yeah, you know I mean, the commitment that makes yeah, you not I don't know where you went. Well. Okay. <laughs> you went to let's get married. I'm okay. like, <laughs> I was just like, I've seen, oh, yeah, that's my girl. She's going to sit over there. And then he goes no, 0 for 20 with 37 no, 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 turnovers. No, 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 no. no. Okay. I'm talking about like, this is, this is like, like a recruiting process. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, yeah, I mean, scouting the talent like Pee Wee Kirkland and above the rim. Yeah, and he's trying to, yeah, I mean, right. Exactly. Nah. This makes more sense. <laughs> so that part is I'm very familiar with, and like um, you know, and, and bringing it back to like where I was raised, which is more Central Jersey, like that culture. It's just it's just a, a fun place to be. You you're out there all night. If you're gonna be out in the streets, I think our parents at least didn't mind that my brother was playing basketball. But even if it was in the hood, hood, you still felt it, th- these are places that were largely I won't say immune to violence or anything, because that's not true, but. For the most part, they were safe and they were fun places to be. Yeah. So that's why, because like I said, I associate this with with the Northeast, with that <laughs> yeah, region. Yeah. And so here, <laughs> I I don't know if I missed out on it or what. <laughs> I, I can think of we had midnight basketball uh, yes. downtown. Yep. And then Forest Park Playground in West Ashley. Yep. We didn't have a yep. crowd like you're speaking of. No, no. So 
my consumption of and one and street ball was mostly through pop culture, through like a slam magazine or through yeah. uh, the TV show that had street ball at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what they're doing. It was the same time as the, the it was Logator show. Exactly. So maybe they're saving the Logator footage for the thirty for thirty about me. Let me. <laughs> I can't wait. I will say, like in researching like little clips when I edit your shows. Um, you know, all some of the shows that we we've um done, or some of the episodes of Beyond the Arc, I keep seeing ESPN is really trying to reach that urban yes. basketball. Like you were they the key were, demographic. Because they had so many programs I don't remember. But they were on ESPN too. When when you look <laughs> at how the company has shifted, <sighs> it, it's funny to look back and like, hey, they had a whole street ball show. I want a 30 for 30 on the executives that greenlit. Some of that, like, what, what was the show that you were on that, that we are trying to find? Down low, life in the D League. <laughs> Down low, life in the D League. Um, I want that, the street ball, and some of the other specials with like um, Jermaine O'Neal. Like, I really want to know who greenlit these projects because they were they were good. They really were, yeah. and, and you don't. I mean, they did the thirty for thirty on this now, yeah. but yeah. their typical programming is uh-huh. not not like that anymore. No, not as aggressively like trying to reach that key demo, which is a testament to and one I know the sneakers ain't like the, I don't know anybody who really mm. really 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 rocked them. Didn't Stefan Marbury? Didn't he rock and one? Or no, I can't remember. I'm sorry. But like I don't remember any like major like Kobe or LeBron level. No. So it wasn't the sneakers per se. It was just the culture around the sneakers. Saw a lot of the t-shirts. Did you I, have? I it? had some and one t-shirts, the, t-shirts the, shorts. the shorts. That's back when I was like 15 inch in scene <laughs> on the on the shorts. We're trying to bring that era back. Me personally <laughs> as a campaign. <laughs> bring it, bring <laughs> Fab Five. We need to bring back the baggy shorts. But no, 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 no. But yeah, you can see that um, that there was so much commercial power and so much commercial interest. Um, there that people were trying to commodify, uh, and yeah, I think N one was was successful doing that as well. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of our baseball talk when we talked about how they don't lean into any kind of black culture, but we <laughs> we have these blueprints where yeah. you can lean into like the grittiest parts of hip hop, rap culture, yeah. black culture, and succeed commercially. Right, and even I think. I want to say, yeah, let me just validate what you just said. Absolutely. They're not afraid of that. And I think that's why that's why fan bases for basketball to me, they they are young. They're not skewing as old as MLB right now. I I don't know what the average age of the average NBA viewer consumer is, but I I know one thing. They make new fans. They, they, They are making new fans all the time, all the time, especially with like you go on Instagram. I know more about veterans sons playing and, and daughters playing basketball yep. and that's a testament again it's usually in these spaces where there's a lot of fanfare um maybe it's just a different type of game a different type of culture but people are leaning into that they want to see they wanted to see kobe's little girl gg they yep. wanted to see Bronny and, and bryce and and things like that um yeah i don't know i just feel like they're growing younger fans doing a good job definitely and so it it's curious as to why ESPN kind of went away from this too, because it was, because yeah. it wasn't like this was not specific to Black culture, as no. we've seen with Black culture. I I had plenty of of white friends who were rocking <laughs> the yeah. N one stuff, or they had the AI shooting sleeve, and 
and everything like that and playing the video games. We're seeing white white boys be more feel more confident and emboldened to create content about that that the mark that that has left yep. on them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So shout out to the white boys. Wait, white chocolate. Wasn't that what wasn't that one? Jason Williams no. played in the oh, league. Oh yeah, yeah. But Don't there was there was a street baller. Professor. Who, the professor. Okay. Because they found him on the show Streetball. See? Yeah, okay. The, the premise of the show was really amusing to to me at 12. I'd have to go back and look at it now and see if it still holds up. <laughs> no. But they would follow them around from city to city oh. playing these games in these arenas. But before the main game took place, they would have these tryouts and they would challenge the city's best street ballers. I didn't know this. And if the city's best street ballers, they could pick one or two to come on tour and try to earn a contract at the end of the Damn. season. And he, he got it. And he's still doing it in his um. Spider-Man costumes across <laughs> is, the world. Is he Really? Yeah, he'll, he'll put on a full Spider-Man costume and be out there crossing people up. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, you know, okay. I, he. Okay. okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to make any assumptions yeah. right. based I got on you. stereotypes, but okay. you know, I got you. I, I understand. Oh, I get it. I get He's it. He's from Oregon as oh, well. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, definitely it left an indelible mark. So there, it was really like as a business kind of validated that white audiences weren't afraid mm -hmm. of street culture. Right. And you saw it just everywhere. They had the and one street ball uh, mm. video game yeah. that, that I played for <laughs> hours and hours. I did not know there was a video game. This is, go ahead. I want to No, it was because <laughs> if anyone watched Chappelle's show, it's the game that they were playing when he was visiting the kid for the Make-A-Wish Foundation <laughs> and just beat the hell out of him. Oh. You can't deny me it's too what I say you won't go to school no more? Tell your little friends the dreams do come true. Dave Chappelle came and saw you in the hospital and whooped your monkey ass in some street hoops. You think it's my first time? I got PlayStation. I'm rich. God. And the kid died in the middle and he had to bring him back to life so he could finish beating the hell out of him at the game. <laughs> he also did the skits where he did the and one uh, mixtapes for all the other sports. It was oh. like gutter balls, the bowler, and he's like playing defense and doing crossovers. I remember that. See, this, it was so, okay, this, now I get the impact. Especially, again, you're the key demo, so I get it. And they they got me hook, line, and sinker. Uh -huh. uh, even Nike had the, the dribbling commercial yep. that they parodied parodied in uh, Scary Movie 2. Cool. Okay. This is bringing back now. This is bringing back memories. Let yep. me see if I got my ball. I might be able to recreate really it right wish, here. I really wish. I really do wish. I wish you had it with Coach Johnson. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That'd have been funny. He would have passed out. Hey, oh my, pretty much. No. Okay. So you're proving just how valuable, how, uh, how much of an impression is left on folks and how people totally went to commodify. Streetball culture. Yes. Yeah. But but to your point, I wanted to back it up real quick. So you're saying that they were proving once you make something go commercial, you're 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 saying that it has it, it should be mainstream. It can be mainstream. Yes. And I guess I want to know why people resisted. I know it sounds obvious. People resisted and one in streetball culture, but they embraced Harlem Globetrotters. Like that's still a thing. Shout out to them. Yeah. I don't. I, I guess because it's white, it was a little bit sanitized, not whitewashed, but sanitized. I don't know. I would say so. I mean, I think that was the problem with with and one. Eventually, it got to be Too more focused on the on the uh, entertainment aspects. Oh, where it was more focused on the moves versus 
the gameplay? That's a good question. So do you, you really do think it was more so about gameplay? I think initially, yeah, definitely. And then as it started becoming more commercial, then I think they felt the need to really lean into the entertainment You know what, the antics, aspects. the antics yep. got crazy. Yeah, it became a real it became a real business, and so sometimes when the money comes into things, it ruins things. Yes, yeah. and so I think that happened, and I think that the N one fan was someone who appreciated competitive basketball. That's what I'm trying to ask you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Whereas the Globetrotter fan, like, I don't like the Globetrotters <laughs> because it's not competitive basketball. It's, it's like a circus, which is fine for family yeah. fun, like you said. Yeah. But I'm there for basketball first and, and second and typically third. And I think you <laughs> see the same thing happening in the NBA mm-hmm. during All-Star Weekend. Ooh. Well, that used to be my favorite part of the season because you got to see the best of the best going toe-to-toe against each other. Oh, you don't like it now? No, it started It started when Giannis was coming down to dunk and Steph Curry laid on the court. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is just, what are we doing? It's all offense, no defense. Yeah, and it's just like all these antics. Yeah. Even, even I- like the, the three-point contest and everything, like... I guess there's not much you can do with three point contests, but the skills challenge. Yeah, the skills challenge. You don't like that either. They got too much going on. Like I I don't like the double dare. The double dare, like come down the slime. Like it feels like there's so many dumb obstacles that you would never ever. It feels like something Nickelodeon would produce. It do. That's why. (laughs) So I I get that. I like the the new scoring of the all-star game. I don't know. I like that. I don't mind that because it reminds me a lot of pickup basketball. Right. And that's what I think they're trying to... See, but again, leaning into... I think, first of all, all those changes had to come from somebody's feedback. I I don't know how the NBA solicits that feedback, but it had to be something either from the players or some other body that is integral to that. But I think they are embracing that thing that makes it fun. They want to also, you know how some players don't want to go to All-Star Weekend. Yeah. So I think they're trying to maybe make it more fun. To entice them to come. Yeah. I'd rather them entice them with, with a check. Oh. And tie it to performance or something. Because what's fun is good basketball. Like, I think oh, God, for you me. you sound like I know, old I sound like man. Bob myself. Shit. For me, what was fun about streetball was that you're in the middle of a game and you pull off this crazy move. That's true. Right. In the flow of the game. Right. And then it got to be more about the, the dancing and, and just too much of the Globetrotter stuff. And I don't think the demographics, the people who like the fun basketball right. and the people who like street basketball, I don't think there's much of an overlap there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, and also like the Harlem Globetrotters for me, while it was, it's, it's cute and... You know, they, they used to be a really big deal, I think, in the 70s before I was born. Um, the racial component was always weird to me, little. too. Like, all these black guys with these tricks and these white guys, the Washington Generals, and just that shit just seemed so so campy. Like reverse Hoosiers. Yeah, yeah, and it was, like, weird. And it wasn't, re- but it wasn't real sports as well. So, yeah. And even that didn't start off that way because I know, like, Wilt Chamberlain started off playing for the Globetrotters. I did not know this. So they played... Real, more real than they currently right. play basketball. That was for the first time. and one. <laughs> exactly, and then it evolved into this. And uh, I, but even like the ABA, like when you when you I've read about again predates me, 
but reading about the culture of the, the ABA, they used to, you know, they're the ones that had, what, the three-point shot? They, have the three they point had shot? the first three-point shot. Right, they had a different color ball. They had the slam-dunk competition. Yep. So there's more freedom of expression. I can't wait to watch more documentaries on that. And I think at, at the core of all that we're discussing, it seems like basketball is the type of game where they don't mind trying out different ways. Football tries it too with XFL and that god awful USFL product. I was trying to get, yeah. I was trying to get up for the New Jersey Gen- Generals, but no. Right, because I was like, hey, okay, no. I need some football. Football right now would be nice. No. And I looked at it and I was like, no, nah, the product is horrible. But that, but anyway, like, like I see football trying, but football don't have to do shit. Like football just. Like I'm already locked in. Yeah, they got it. I'm, I'm already done t- like three mock drafts for my fantasy. So, <laughs> but but um, yeah, this is this is, M- uh, the NBA and basketball. They lean into it. It's it's a, it's such a fine line too because the NBA does. They're fairly open minded. I mean, they adopted the three point line from the yeah, ABA. Right. They've changed rules to make it easier to right. score because they right. know fans like more free flowing basketball. Right. Exactly. More but, offense. But if they were to like change a rule and make it to where all point guards had to wear clown noses, I probably wouldn't watch as much. Right. Right. Yeah. So Unless yeah, it was just Trey Young only. This real, just interesting question that that's not a one specific. Do you enjoy watching the the product? Right now, the NBA games right now. Playoff basketball, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I think that's me too. Yeah, unless it's my team. I, I watch way more Knicks games than anything. No, I don't, I don't like watching my Lakers either. Well, yeah. Good luck. We got a new, we got a new coach. New coach. Yeah. Good, just, yeah. Um, but, okay, so you do like, yeah. How about last night? If you don't, last night, first game of the finals. Man, it's one. always so fun. Because this is the best of the best. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have anyone doing any off the heezy <laughs> type and one street ball stuff, but it's still such great basketball and to yeah. see the coaches yeah. Yeah. make the Ime Udoka, former Logator. Yeah, former Logator. Make the adjustments to shut down Steph Curry, who utilizes that three-point shot we were just talking talking about better than any. I mean, right. Golden State is a team. Right. That's how they... Yeah came into their dynasty by utilizing this shot that was initially thought of as an ABA gimmick. Yeah. But see, real, again, exactly that. It looks like something like a trick shot. People always just say that about um, Steph as he emerged as this amazing distance shooter. But like, now it's actually, it actually changed the way the game is being played. Yes. Mm -hmm. And even if you look at Steph's ball handling, Mm -hmm. you can draw a line from that to and one street ball in the crossovers that that they were using in the videos. Yeah. So, okay, I'm trying to go back to, like, young Brandon because old Brandon sounds a little crotchety. Uh, Yeah, I'm old. Smells like Ben Gay up in here. Yeah. I didn't get my Metamucil. (laughs) Right? Your fiber, your Wheaties, whatever. But young Brandon, you would see all these trick plays and whatnot, and did you practice them? Yes, I did. (laughs) I tried to do, we talked about white chocolate Jason Williams who played in the NBA. He Mm. did an elbow pass in the rookie all-star game i tried to practice the elbow pass i don't have i don't the shoulder explain what an elbow pass is to those so he would throw it behind the back with like his left hand Uh uh-huh and then come back around with his right elbow and hit it the opposite direction that he had thrown it how the hell 
I don't know. It was like some Pete Maravich type. Yeah, Pistol Pete, shout yeah. out. That was actually he would have yeah. been great on Ooh, the M1. Wasn't he? White chocolate original. Yeah, OG white chocolate. <laughs> yeah, number forty four. Watch our award in high school in honor. It's like I did. Oh, I just it was um, a coincidence. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, I did wear it, but not because not for that. That's when my it was the last number. My coach was like Pistol Pete, and I'm like, all right, <laughs> thanks, coach. All right. <laughs> so, he, but no, I would go out and practice this stuff. It actually turned me into a passer. Ooh. Like a willing passer. Because I was trying to throw all these fancy passes that they were throwing. Okay. And if you know me, if you knew me before and one mixtape, and mm. if you knew me after my <laughs> sophomore year of high school, right. I'm not known for my passing. Because um, <laughs> I prefer to pass it straight into the hoop oh, and get all the glory for myself. Ball dominant. For everyone who is watching the pickup basketball game. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Okay. But it made me want to pass the ball because... I think that's what was different too. You can only score super cool in one way, and that's through dunking. I yes. wasn't going to dunk at the time. Okay. Maybe some some creative layups. Okay, but the real creativity. Are you saying you didn't have a vertical? <laughs> not at that time. Okay. I'm, this is Irv Gotti years. Oh, so, okay, okay. So we, we were just right. We were on the ground. A the lump way of God clay, intended. if you will, yeah. being molded by the game. Go yes. continue. Yes. <laughs> So the only real creativity in the creativity you saw in and one yeah. was via passing and dribbling. That's true. So it inspired me to work on those two skills because I wanted to look like them. I really think that's like undervalued. Like because, all right, I don't know how tall like main event and like I don't, you know, I don't know how they all, except for the pretty obviously like short ones, but the guard play, like to me, I think that's undervalued. Like the guard play that can come out of and one culture, even though it's not, fundamentally sound basketball it must have made people better handlers because you can do it at any size right right you didn't have to as much as i tried and trust me like i tried to be seven feet tall it didn't happen and it wasn't going to happen ever but i didn't have to be to right. dribble in fact you're better because you're lower to the ground naturally right exactly. so you have an advantage in dribbling and right. this was at a time too like we think of basketball now is very guard heavy because of the three-point shot yeah this is when it was still yeah. professional basketball was still big, big man, man dominant very much yeah and so they're getting all the glory and so now you have a product to where the every man can play the every woman can do and I think this is where the commercial interest comes in. I think this is what also made it kind of like this um, lightning in a bottle moment is because I I think, well, I know this, it's easier to market an AI versus a Patrick Ewing. Like, it really is. Seriously. It Like, AI is cooler than a Patrick Ewing. Like, right. big men aren't cool. Right. Okay, I'm wait, well, I don't know. But, like... like <laughs> And I don't know why I took that personally. And you're also, there are less big men to market to. Like, that, that, but that's what it is. Yeah, there's like 14 seven-footers, but everyone's AI's height. And I'm not an ad executive, but I watched enough Mad Men and know that people like to visualize themselves. <laughs> people like to visualize themselves like in that whatever that uh, portrayal in the commercial or the ads or a slant. You can see yourself, I'm assuming, you can see yourself as AI. All the time. <laughs> I can't see myself flying through the air. Right. <laughs> but hitting a, a mean crossover yeah. and, and throwing a behind the, the behind the back pass, I can yeah. do that all day. There you go. And right. that kind of goes back to the Steph Curry conversation where he became super popular because he's utilized the three-point shot that everyone can shoot yeah. no matter your size. Right. And so those are the two parallels I really see between today's NBA and and one but but and one really it, it gave hope to all of us who were vertically challenged yeah 
Were we talking about the music though? The music. Cause that's for me. Usually, y'all talking about guard playing shit. I'm thinking about the music and the fashions. But I wasn't wearing any white headbands or do rags or oversized four XL t-shirts. But I still have some saved up in case it comes back around. Okay, so my my McDonald's Dream Team cups, your and one apparel. We're gonna we're gonna kill it on eBay. Ooh. But yeah, any like music that comes to mind when you when you think of this? The big one <laughs> for I think it's because the the region and just yeah. this this artist has a lot of street cred, but Wankster no. by Fifty Cent was huge at this time. Also, and so we're also known that. also known as uh, the the end of Ja Rule's career. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Murder Inc. Yeah, your colleague. <laughs> my yeah, colleague. my original uh, body idol. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, but no, so that that. Just watching the 30 for 30, that song just kept playing in my head over and over again, yeah. and I almost sought help. And you know what? Okay, there is an element, we haven't discussed it, but there's an element of M1 mixtape, street ball culture that is about fucking disrespect. Like, just disrespecting the hell out of your opponent. Yes. And I think Wankster embodies that for real. <laughs> because going back to yeah. the NBA rookie game, uh-huh. Jason Richardson oh. threw the ball off of Carlos Boozer's head. Jason Richardson had a flashback on this one. This is a playground flashback. Bounces right off the head, gives him a jumper shoot. Kevin would say, right between the eyes. Carlos Boozer oh. was super disrespected Yo, by it. It was the most hilarious thing. His is name that, is Carlos Boozer. <laughs> like, is that legal that. that you could do that, though? You like, can't do that. Okay. But it was a clear street ball move because you see it all the time in street ball. <laughs> I mean, I used to, man, I remember trying to throw in, in high school. My, my best friend was, his name was Brandon, but everyone called him Smooth to distinguish. Oh, I wait, remember, wait, wait, what were you then? I was just Brandon. Okay. Just just Brandon. That's my nickname is Just Brandon. <sighs> okay, um, tell us more about Smooth. So... <laughs> I would try to throw the ball off his head every time we played one-on-one. Oh, we fighting. I would try to do it every time. And it was it didn't even matter if I made the shot afterwards. If I could just throw it off his head and get it back, it was it made my day. That's crazy. But it is it is like a very hyper masculine one-on-one, I'm trying to disrespect you type game. Yeah, I can see it. And one thing that okay, so it's not in one specific, but I was watching some Drew League uh clips on YouTube. Uh Fights can be break like break break out on street ball. I don't know if you've ever been in a fight outside. You know, maybe practice or thing. Basketball can get very heated in terms of like how you guys play each other. I don't know. Yes, and because everyone who plays pickup and street ball thinks they're playing for a ten day contract. It feels like some people come with like aggression. Like, dude, the scouts is not here. Because I used to be like that until until I tore my Achilles, and then I was like, you know, the way these premiums are set up. <laughs> so speaking of disrespect, there was one wildly disrespectful moment <laughs> in the 30 for 30. So, okay, disrespectful. Not it wasn't a move, but what was it? when they asked the NBA players who were they were interviewing if the streetball guys could have played in the league. Yo, that moment was like, I literally was just, I stopped everything and rewound it. it you say disrespect because why? Why would that be disrespectful they to ask that question? laugh their asses off at the thought of it. He's like, no. Who, who's the day? 
who the, Lou Williams. Yeah. Like, nope, we do this every day. Ky- whether we want to Kyrie. Or not. Kyrie Baron Davis. <laughs> Baron Davis. They're like, nah, it's not nope, happening. Not happening. But, and, but Brandon, tell me, tell me how you can be this fantastic athlete. You can be hot sauce, main event, all of them, AO. How can that not translate to NBA career? It's because organized basketball at that level has so much more than just individual moves and individual, particularly when a lot of the skills aren't even legal in the organized game. So that's a problem. But then you have to know how to run the different offensive sets, how to play defense, which right. there's no and one mixtape focused solely on defense. <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be. I don't think it'd be called and one. I don't know what it'd be no. called. <laughs> what would it be called? It would just goaltending. I, mean, I don't know. It would just be all. I'm just picturing the Hoosiers players <laughs> just in a defensive stance, just slapping the floor like the old Duke teams. It's just you're so big into fundamentals and whatnot. So did you? Would you feel like is it disrespect? Like, did you view it as disrespect to even ask a Lou Williams or some of the more skilled ball handlers or NBA legends? Do you think it's disrespectful? It was, and their reaction was disrespectful. It reminded <laughs> me of Jordan laughing at the Gary Payton oh. thing in, in the the Last Dance. <laughs> like that's it reminded me of the same thing, which is kind of like two streetball players. Right. Honestly, the NBA players are Michael Jordan to their Gary Payton. I mean, Jerry, Gary Payton was a great player, yeah. but he wasn't Michael Jordan. No, But it was disrespectful. I would be disrespectful, disrespected if I were a streetball player because they are skilled and there were guys who played at high levels. Yes. It's just that the skills didn't always transfer one-to-one. Right. And there's so much more to playing at that level than just... Oh, he can he can dribble right. in this unique way. Do you think NBA players, when posed with that question, like they were props, perhaps by the producer of the of the special, do you think those players want to establish, like, no, we do more, we're we're, oh, we're more dynamic, yeah, definitely. There was some yeah. defensiveness in there too. <laughs> it was, it was. That's exactly what I'm trying to talk about. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you you couldn't do. You Con- what you do. Conditioning and then we'll take care of our bodies and these are all true things. Mm-hmm. However, we know that they indulge as well because. <laughs> I would be curious to hear if the streetball guys, because they talked about it with, with Ray for Austin, if the streetball yeah. guys felt like the NBA guys could play with them okay. and, yeah. and won. Because they mentioned, I know I've heard for years that, that people were afraid to play Skip to My Lou. Right. They didn't want to be on the same court with him because he was going to embarrass them. Oh, yeah. But then, so let's look at the Drew League, Drew League then, because that's where you see a Kobe, a James Harden. Um, shit, you see everybody. Um, who else? I'm, I'm just a bunch of people who, like... Um, a lot of the L.A. based guys, a lot right of the, a lot of the L.A. born and raised, or like Kobe, who was playing, you know, Lakers legend at that point. Yeah, you see a lot of these these professional athletes participate in the Drew League. I'm always astounded by how like no one really tries them though, like no one tries to hurt them or. It seems like there has to be some respect there. There, there is. I mean, you probably don't want to be known. Someone right. somewhere does, but right. you don't want to be known as the guy who who broke Kevin Durant's leg. No, or right. Something ridiculous. So, do you think like when players participate in something like the Drew, do you think that that's a, a tip of the cap, if you will, to to streetball, to like the the legends that are back home? Oh yeah, because yeah. it's the most pure form. Yeah, you're just playing for the love of the game. Right, right, and they don't, and then the fans don't give a fuck. No, they got some of the wildest, most claustrophobic inducing crowds. Bro, I would just love to take a camera and just like, or a mic and record your reaction or responses to like the games I've gone to in in DC most recently, like pre-pandemic. 
Because I, I think you would just really love that environment. The fans don't give a fuck. <laughs> and that, I mean, we had that conversation too. Yeah. And I respect that because yeah. that's part of the game too yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah it and is. Particularly in street ball. In yeah. pickup basketball, yeah. like that's part of the game is the crowd. Yeah, it, it's another it's another element to it, and I think people who can take take that and not take everything personally, I think that's that's real. But yeah, KD still shout out to KD. He still has his tournaments um, up there in Chocolate City. Still Chocolate City, barely, but <laughs> yeah, you should definitely you definitely that do that. Might be a Yanni Art. Might be a little, especially now. I, I'm I'm going to check it out because I'm dying to go to something. I'm done. I'm I'm sports famished. I want to go somewhere yeah. live. Yeah. Yeah. We got to. We've tried a couple things, but we need something. I swear to God. A little more. Yeah. A little we more fifty take, cent plan. Take you to the Rutgers. You know what? Would you play like so? Last time I went to New York, I was there for work. Like again, pre-pandemic, I was in New York, and we were on. We were in, we were uptown. We were meant to, we were in Manhattan. Um, and it were like basketball courts everywhere. I didn't realize. Okay. How many? And like at all shades, colors, different levels. Would you just like? Would you like a trip like that? Like, do you see yourself, you and your girl, just just going a trip to New York City and just, hey, I'm just gonna walk around this place and, and maybe play pickup games somewhere. That would be fun. That would be a lot of fun because uh, that's one of my big issues with Charleston yeah. is that trying to find a basketball court, yeah, is like trying to find. Equality, right? No, <laughs> no, and they in, in some instances on the west side, they've paved over or they've taken down the hoops, and I'm like, that's to me, that's very deliberate. Yes, you right. know what you're doing, right? And well, what do you, what do you say to them when they say, well, there's crime and basketball invites crime and shooting? Th that clearly equating black people with crime, right? Yeah. And so like, they ain't shutting down no baseball diamonds after that other shooting. Correct. Yeah. Like, think of all the things that are still open. Yeah. And you're blaming the location. Right. I think, like you were saying, with your brother, mm -hmm. like, okay, he's out playing ball. I think mm -hmm. it would it would give people things to do. Right. 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 Yeah. I'll, and one day maybe we'll have that conversation too about like the progression of. So now they have all these travel teams stuff. I don't know if you were able to take advantage of some of that stuff. I know you went to camps, but now like AAU is on another level. I would love to talk to you about that too. Like how new talent is cultivated. Is it getting further and further away from the hood, which it is. Yeah. It's more and more inaccessible to your point. Yep. The courts aren't there. People aren't out there. Like they aren't the tournaments, the midnight basketball. Was it really at midnight? It was not. It was oh. just after dark. Okay, <laughs> I like it though. Some like, of the, I think some of the adult games might have gone up there. Yeah, yeah. But I shout out to my friend, my girl Denver. She played midnight basketball too here in in Charleston. But we don't have a lot of that anymore. We have more of the the very expensive travel leagues and, and stuff like that. So. And I think you mentioned before watching the the NBA players' kids. Yeah, playing, and I think a lot of that has to do with with access to resources to yeah. be able to play. Because you ain't Becky from down the street is not, nah, no, no. A lot of people don't know by watching the thirty for thirty, and I didn't know until they mentioned it at the end. But N one still exists today. <laughs> That's as wild. an organization, and mm -hmm. um, there's actually a second one, uh, Ball Up, that tries to do the same thing. Okay. I don't know how much success is being had with those two because I don't mm -hmm. know about them. No, and there's so much like, uh, so it feels like to me there's there are a lot of content creators, and I see I feel like I'm seeing more street ball with with people with personalities with certain individuals versus 
an organized league or an organized company that's creating creating a, a basketball game. That's really how it's progressed because I spend too much time on TikTok watching these these guys who just go set up and film themselves playing in pickup games, yeah. which the thought of that makes me want to faint. <laughs> just the, the thought that I would have to, I just can't imagine showing up somewhere and setting up a camera to record yourself. You couldn't do it, but I, I can see you being like a... Uh, I got to work into it because I'm going to do it. But the podcast has proved that you're a real life performer. Like you could, I feel like if a camera was on and just, you probably get lost in the game. That's true. That's true. I think it's just the setup of the camera, I think, is would take. It is campy as fuck. Okay, well, let me get, I got my GoPro here. Yeah. But that's really what we're seeing today is individual social media stars. And then I know, uh, like, Ball is Life is an account and yes. House of Highlights. House I believe highlights. they've got the teams and the leagues yeah. that they put together between yeah. the influencers who who play pickup ball. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of rock and jock ish. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they a lot of them look like trash. Yeah. But <laughs> they, what, let me ask you this. Why do people like a a person that has um to the untrained eye why is it that people might see that? Because they get tons of clicks. And you, yes. people like you and my best friends, they always say this shit is trash. It's terrible. What, what, is, what is fooling us, though, when we watch a ball up or, or whatever existing yeah. right now? How's the highlights? Well, I, I think some of it is like hate clicks. Like, oh. I got to watch and see, like, why is this person famous for <laughs> this? Because they are bad at it. Like, Max is nice, but he's trying to make comedy out of it. But now on Twitter... I hate that motherfucker. Everybody hates him. <laughs> at first, I thought it was cute. And then I'm like, this is really a career? I'm like, you really can get verified off this? Apparently, you can. But, like, what what I'm seeing now from, like, Max is nice is, like, people putting job applications yes. underneath all That is video. the most hilarious thing Really in the is. world, like putting like the link to Indeed <laughs> in his comments, because he that's that was his thing, and he was one of several yes. who got famous for just impersonating NBA players just and put, posting the video, putting the headband on around his chin, and now he's pretending it's a beard like yeah, LeBron. And it like, was just corny. Like that's when I think I got off that. I'm like, oh no, we this is. I'm like, kudos to you for not doing blackface, but. <laughs> Yeah, no, he does need to utilize the links yeah. and go get a real job. <laughs> but, but he had a moment, though, especially during the pandemic. Yeah, he had yeah, a moment. Well, that's how bored we were, though. We were so bored. We were just looking for any You know sports. what? I want to do it. Somebody needs to talk. If it was, it was the Jordan documentary that saved us. Yes. And maybe the bubble a little bit. The bubble. The bubble. The bubble. Helped me. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. But everything else, yeah, I was, I, we were starving. It was, no it was so bad. <laughs> um, so shout out to Max is Nice for taking advantage of that opportunity. Okay. But that's really how we've seen things progress to where now people can organize these things themselves and promote yeah. themselves in this, in this way. Everything's a brand now. And, you know, I, 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 yeah, it, it, got, it has its pros and cons. Yeah. Mostly terrible pickup basketball, but they're yeah. going back to it with uh, with the new White Man Can't Jump movie. Yeah. So again, and and I was White Man Can't Jump, and also like even LeBron's remake of Space Jam. To me, is trying to like um, go back to the well of nostalgia for people, and I think um, yeah. It's not really working for me. Like, I don't, I haven't been looking at Max's nice and be like, oh man, that reminds me when I was a young lad watching uh, yeah. The Professor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't get any of that. No, from no. That. 
Yeah, but it, it's interesting to see this evolution. I know for me, it was always fun again um, as, a, as a young girl who did not play like that, like that, and who didn't, definitely didn't go to a lot of these games. But to see the evolution of of NBA and have the, how streetball influenced that, I really, I think it's a dope moment. It's it's black culture though. I think that's what what was communicated in the thirty for thirty. Yes, yeah. and to that point, mm-hmm. it, it validates that black culture can be commercially successful. Yeah, but I oh, think, we know this. Yes, hi, as, hi, as Kardashians. Know, they they like to <laughs> pretend, but yeah. <laughs> also I think from a woman's sports perspective uh-huh. that an inferior skill set can mm. also be successful because that's the big thing is the game isn't as good as the men oh yeah it's yeah, the yeah, big yeah. thing you always hear of you're not you're not calling sports. it in for i'm not doing that but i'm saying yeah. that it refutes that argument yeah i think i would like to see you when you when we did the whole um top 10 south carolina i went back and saw some of the ball handling skills from the WNBA. I, it doesn't get enough they don't get enough. Uh, Dawn Staley. Yeah, Dawn was sick, crazy with it, crazy with it. And um, what was the other lady from Lada? Was it from Lada? Um, oh yeah. Uh, um, no, her name was Lada, right? From from York, I believe. Ivory yeah, Lada. I- Ivory Lada. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. Really so good. I think that it does. Like I said, thank you for for helping me clarify. Yeah. I'm not saying the the skill is inferior. <laughs> I'm just helping I'm you out. I'm saying the argument is, oh, it's just not as good as nah. the men as the NBA. No, you brought that up in, in a personal conversation before. Like no one rags on Steph. Like he ain't above the rim because they always say, oh, the game is below the rim. Like Steph ain't above the shit. Most of the shit that we watching now is not above the rim. You know, outside of you know some of your more athletic dunks and stuff. But like the guard play and the, and the ball handling is still a draw. People like that. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So. I think on that note, I'm going to leave and I'm going to go start and one mixtape for women. Go we'll cash in on that. Yeah, okay. And I'm going to be in the stands. <laughs> and I'll be boycotting you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be organizing the women to start a union. <laughs> That's actually smart because yeah. this, this doesn't work. But we didn't even talk about that. Like, they didn't get paid. No. Well, there's, we, no there's no way they got paid enough for no. what they were doing. Cause, no, because I didn't know there was a video game until you did prep for the show. But These mobile commercials and phones. And they definitely, I think they got paid, paid to show up and maybe they got paid in merch, but we shall see. But no, this was fun. This was fun. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Don't be a wankster. Don't. I was talking to you, Brandon. Oh. Coney Allen Woo! Take a look through my eyes. See me grinding. You see my hustle pay off. See me shining. Look at my wrist, look at my fist, look at my neck and my ears glistening. And one, no one fit to speak the whole world. Listen.